0: I got to tell you, you guys, I absolutely love recording in my car. I love it. I don't know about you, but being in my car is kind of a form of therapy. (laughs) You get in, you lock the door, God could be in the next seat, right? I'm talking to God, I'm drinking. I get my coffee, no interruptions, great acoustics, right? I just, I just love it. So hope you don't mind. I used it when I first started recording a few years ago, I did it all. I started in my car because I I did some recordings in my house and they were very echoey. And this, this woman said, sounds like you're in a cave. And so someone said to me, you know what you need to do? One of my followers said, you know what you need to do is you need to go sit in your closet and you sit on the floor of your closet and all the clothes muffle the sound and it's a great acoustic. And I was like, (laughs) how is that gonna work? Like, I'm gonna be sitting on the floor of my closet and there's gonna be some dresses. (laughs) Like, my pants are gonna be hitting me on the side of the head. Like, I don't see other people doing Maybe she meant for a podcast when you don't see me, but anyway, so I was like, oh, well, that can't be right. (laughs) And then I tried to record. I know this has nothing to do with Courage to Change, but I just feel like talking for a minute. Um, So then I decided to record, and if you go back and you watch my stuff, you know, the first couple ones, I think I had my hair done and my makeup was on, right? And then... And then I realized I was never going to be able to, to keep that up. <laughs> at the time, I was on leave. I had left that job at the treatment center. And so I took some time off because that job almost <laughs> killed me. Uh, dealing with alcoholics and addicts every day was like, you can imagine, like, you know, ugh, 30 of them at a time. Um, anyway, so I took some time off and that's when I started this right? I started trying to help families, friends, alcoholics, addicts. And um, so (laughs) I thought, well, I can't keep this up. You know, I'm off. I don't want to put on any makeup. I don't want to do my hair. And so if you go back and watch some of my stuff, there's, oh, it's hideous. I mean, like, I guess if I would have thought about it going out over the world wide web, to all the people in the world. I mean, I just didn't care. The message was more important than that. So you can see me come on and off. And even now you see me and sometimes I, ah, it's just a mess. And it's really allowed me to just do it. So one day I got in the car and I was like, oh my God, if I don't just start doing this, it's never gonna happen. And I was listening to this guy named Gary V. don't know if you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, but he was like, just turn the camera on and start don't get your hair done and your nails done and your blah, blah 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 He said just turn the camera on if you have a passion and you need to share it turn on your camera and start talking. So I was in my car and I was driving and I just pulled over and I turned the camera on and I started talking and the acoustics were great and it was private and no one interrupted me and so I went and bought this little thing with a suction cup that sticks on my windshield and that's pretty much how I'm getting my message out. You know, I haven't bought big cameras and lights and anything like that. I just do it from my phone and this suction cup that's <laughs> and I'm alone in my car and I, I really like it. And so I used to say that I was Karen live from the Sonata, Hyundai Sonata studios because I had a Hyundai Sonata. And so I've had a lot of fun with it, but I really do like this time of the morning. I slip away. Um, and I get some coffee and I do my readings and then I do any recordings I have and I call people back. I kind of get my day started and it's, my life is not normal. You know, uh, I have an abnormal life uh, and so I don't really have a space of my own to to do that. So if you have a space in your own home where you get to sit down and have a cup of coffee and get your book out and do your readings and no one interrupts you, you know, mazel tov. I mean, good for you. Uh, I don't. So this is my on the run. And I know people have said, could you find a better place? You know, uh, uh, the message is the same, whether it comes from the car or the beach or the beach, come on, who am I kidding? All right, let's get to this. June 28th, I always felt that my loved one's drinking was a terrible reflection on me and I worried about what people thought. One day he told me he wanted to get sober. I was elated for a day until his next binge, and then I was devastated. Some months later, my loved one finally did go to AA. Two days later, the drinking began again. The most important thing I've learned in Al-Anon since then is that my well-being cannot depend upon whether or not the alcoholic drinks. His behavior is not a reflection of me. It's a reflection of his disease. However, my behavior is a reflection of me and I owe it to myself to pay attention to what it has to tell me. I have to take care of myself. I have to accept that alcoholism is a disease which can be arrested but not cured. Many alcoholics make a number of attempts at sobriety before actually getting sober. Others never do. My life is too important to waste waiting for someone else's choices even when it's someone I dearly love. Ugh. today's reminder, no matter whether the alcoholic in my life is drunk or sober, the time to put the energy into my own recovery is right now. That is so true. I can't even tell you how true this is. um the up and down will kill you if you're putting your dependence on what someone else is doing, and you know I've had to learn to do that, you know. <sighs> you know, you, you don't have to leave the person. That's what a lot of people think. If I go to Al-Anon, they're going to tell me to leave my wife, my husband, my child. And that's not my experience. My experience is, um, that you can still be in relationship and you can still be in love with a person or love your child and yet go on with your life. You can, and they're going to go up and they're going to go down and you're going to, you're going to be like this. You're going to be okay. And it takes some time. It takes some work. Right. But, uh, and it's not easy because this all sounds like Chinese when you start. I know it does. I know it does. And it's hard, but if you're, if you're desperate enough for something different, just keep coming. It'll all of a sudden it'll start making sense. It'll start making sense. And I like this part about, um, I always felt my loved ones drinking was a terrible reflection on me and i worried about what people thought. You know, I just took a group of people through uh, the four step and we were talking about it and the one one woman said to me, I had no idea how much my my pride and ego was involved here. Like until we did this step. And uh, it's so true, especially in this world we live in. Kind of just what I was talking about, the Instagram thing, you know the social media, the Facebook, you know, you see these people and everybody looks like they're doing so well and everybody's happy and everybody's, you know, living their best life and that's just not the truth. It's just not the truth. I mean, everybody is posting the most wonderful things in their life, right? Um, Because we want to share it, but everybody's got their own bag of shit, right? Not everybody looks... You know, like I was saying earlier about coming on, you know, I was really glad that I did that. Actually, I just came on whether I had makeup on or not, you know, um, I broke down in tears before just because this is me, right? This is me. I, (laughs) this is me. (laughs) I'm a mess. I'm a hot mess most of the time, you know, and I have an answer and, and I'm, I'm using it, but, um, The pride and the ego was hard for me. My daughter went to private school and looking back, I'd like to say that I sent her to private school because I wanted the very best for her. And it might've been more about me. And that's not easy to say. Um, getting to the other side, she would have done just as well anywhere she was at. But the pressure that it put on me to be in a school that I couldn't afford, I sacrificed and I made sure she got there. But when she went to sleepovers in people's houses, you know, it was multimillion dollar homes and people had private jets and, you know, and I drove an uh, expedition and we lived in a track home, you know, and so it was hard for me and it was hard for her because it didn't, you know, at first it didn't really make sense. Like what was happening here? She didn't know, she was a little girl. I put her in preschool there. So, um, I don't know what that was about. I have to look back at that and say, I think that was more about me, you know, my pride and my ego. And, and I, I, I think a lot of times things are like that and I, I didn't see it until I did my inventory You know what I mean? I didn't see it. So doing the steps is really important. So you can kind of see what's going on here because really nobody has that Beaver Cleaver, uh, June and Ward Cleaver home. They don't. And everyone's got their own bag of problems. And uh, it it takes the pressure off if you can just be, um, just be real, be compassionate. I think these things make us more compassionate for other people and more helpful and you know but you can live your life regardless of what's going on with the other person that's what people will see is how are you doing despite the fact there's an up and down going on in the house or you know whatever is going on your experience is going to be able to help a lot of people and that makes everything worthwhile so I like the reading thanks for listening to my little rant it was a little long today have a great day bye guys